Hello and welcome to What Do You Want to Watch on Netflix, a podcast looking at all the latest Netflix releases with me, Craig Yennefer. <laughs> and me, Tom Stragaborg. Uh, this week we're watching The Witcher, that was a little uh, heart back to it, a medieval style fantasy series, Michelle Obama documentary film Becoming, and Restaurants on the Edge, a world touring restaurant makeover show. How's your week been, Craig? Have you been enjoying the shows? Um, I don't think... I would say there hasn't been a great week for me. and I think there's probably going to be a bit of a, a, a change for once in that I haven't watched all the required watching, I'm afraid. How was you your are, week? You are joking. I Listeners will be surprised to hear. I've listened to 100%. I've listened to every minute we've meant to watch this week. I, and you've loved it. And I've and I bloody loved it. Um, yeah, Restaurants on the Edge, I really got through. I think that was the one that you struggled to get through. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it later. And um, But yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. And without giving too much away, I wasn't a huge fan of The Witcher either. But um, so it's not been a great week for me. <laughs> I mean, I've loved it. You'll, you'll, and you'll hear about that later on. So apologies if I sound a little bit funny today. My partner is on the night shift and I do not want to cause um, significant <laughs> tr- trouble for me in the podcast by waking her up. <laughs> I'm um, on the she... night shift! <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, probably, that's probably why I... You, probably best you don't get the wrath of Claire, who you've, yeah. everyone's heard on episode one. Of course, of course, I'm sure everyone will remember that. And um, <laughs> it, it's not because I'm not enthusiastic about the shows, but well, equally, I, I wasn't enthusiastic about the shows, <laughs> so that's why there's um, this sort of odd sounding tone this week okay thanks for clearing that up so there has been some new tv series from netflix this week and um, but we didn't like the look of dead to me season two um, or the eddie which is a limited series about a friend's jazz club which was created by damon chazelle the director of whiplash and my favorite film la la land i'm sure i remember making you watch Sit that numerous times stars do 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 it was a great film. Um, so we decided to have a look back at one of Netflix's favourites, and I think one of Tom's favourites, The Witcher. Um, so it's a Polish-American series based on the book series of the same name by Polish writer Andrzej Szabkowski. Um, as it's your favourite show, Tom, um, why don't you explain what it's all about? <laughs> oh, God, I'm not ready for this. Um, the Witcher is about is a fantasy medieval-style series full of monsters and nudity very much a post game of throne uh, fix if you're looking for that it's all about Geralt of Rivia who is the witcher going about this fantasy land bumping into people killing monsters um, having intercourse with some ladies and just having a, a good old time really although he doesn't look like it he's grumpy throughout yeah, I yeah, don't know if that, I don't know if that's a character choice or if that's just Henry Cavill because I don't every role I've ever seen him in, the Superman and and everything, he's just the most miserable, bland actor, humorless <laughs> person I've ever seen. I think I think that to be fair, I think that's what The Witch is about. It's sort of a, I suppose I don't really know the backstory to what The Witcher is, but he's um, some sort of undead, magical type being. 
who, um, yeah, yeah, I suppose well, he doesn't have emotion. Does he feel pain? I, I don't think I don't he know. does. Well, maybe Henry Cavill was the perfect choice if they're looking for an actor <laughs> with no emotion. So, so um, I'm, I'm engaging that you you didn't didn't have the enthusiasm that I had about this. I just did not get it at all. I mean, it just it was just like it was being it was a foreign language. Everyone's name is so odd, and like all the place names and the monster names. There's just nothing. I just couldn't understand it uh, you know i mean the, i think if you like the sound of this opening sentence which i've taken from wikipedia from the first episode then this show will be for you it says following Geralt of rivia's battle with a kikimura in 1231 he enters the town of blaviken and meets renfrey a cursed wind princess turned bandit hunted by the wizard stregobor <laughs> You know, what does any of that mean? Who are these? <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm just enthused. Stragable, what a great name. His name's Geralt of Rivia. He meets a girl called Yennefer. It's not Jennifer, it's Yennefer. Uh, I think this was widely ag- agreed by the critics. I mean, for example, on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets 67% by the critics, but the audience gives it 92%. So I think if you're. I think generally, if you're very much into your fantasy and you're needing a fix post Game of Thrones, personally, I think this sort of scratched that that itch. It's as I say, medieval, lots of sword fighting and monsters. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not someone who loved Game of Thrones either. I mean, I certainly enjoyed the first few seasons of it, but by the end, was glad it was finished. I think Game of Thrones was a bit more um, easy to get into, a bit more relatable. It had names like Ned, which was at least, um, and you know, you could figure out the places in that, and it was it just, this just seemed completely impenetrable to me. But as I say, I think I agree that if you like fantasy, and I think you know, top TV critics like myself probably don't rate it too highly, <laughs> but you know, and sort of the but lowly, yeah, lowly audience members like myself really enthused. Yeah, well, that's it. I think, um, I, I think you know, if you like fantasy, it'll be your type of show. It, I, I think if you like Game of Thrones, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say you'll like this. I think Game of Thrones is a lot more accessible, and um, Game of Thrones was more than just kind of a fantasy show. This is is very much in that kind of realm. Um, and it, it just wasn't for me at all. I just did not enjoy it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. What what would you give it out of five to dooms? Um, I think I'd give it two to dooms. It just you are you know, It just was not for me. Well, I would give it a solid four and a half out of five to dooms. I really enjoyed it. I'd recommend it to anyone. Uh, I remember when I was suggesting this, I was, you could tell how enthused I was about it. Four and a half to Dooms. Get it watched. Good lockdown watching. Shall we do some news, Craig? It's time for news flicks. Uh, this week, it's been announced that Harlan Coben, who did The Stranger and Safe, has a new one called The Woods, which is out on the 12th of June. I think a lot of people will be excited about that. I I watched The Stranger... Uh, well, I, I enjoyed The Stranger on the whole. wasn't too enamoured by the end. Did you watch that or Safe at all? I, I did watch The Stranger, yeah. I kind of had it on in the background while doing a jigsaw. So, <laughs> um, But my dad is a big fan of Harlan Coben and his works. Um, he is an author. Uh, he writes books, Tom, in, in case you weren't sure who he was. Oh, I've um, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, sort of turned, he sort of James Patterson type, turns out thousands of 
sort of crime book. So my dad's a big fan. I'm sure he'll be delighted to watch The Woods in June. Yeah, along with Rumpel. In other news, uh, did you see this on Twitter this week that um, somebody gave their boss their Netflix password to their boss? All right, what happened then? Well, their boss wanted to watch Tiger King, so they handed over their password, as you do. Probably not a good idea to your boss, could see your history and what strange things you've been watching. His boss proceeded to go onto his profile, added all his kids to it, and then because they obviously ran out of accounts, switched the original profile, which was this guy's, to his name slash the boss's name. Uh, and now they're sharing a profile. You can't carry on like that. That is... Um, <laughs> you never share your passwords. It's, it's not worth the risk. You can't. Now, now you're going to see what your boss is watching. That's very strange. Okay, let's do the UK's charts. And this week it'll be done in Polish with respect to The Witcher. Dizziak. It's secret celebrity RuPaul's Drag Race. Dwiziak? <laughs> it's The Last Kingdom. Uh, season 4 was out last week. Ossian. It's Hollywood. We reviewed that last week on episode 7. Seedum. <laughs> Extraction. Uh, action Chris Hemsworth film that we reviewed two weeks ago on episode 6. Siziak? Oh, you're great at this. Too hot to handle. It's still there, not budging. We've still not seen it, and it still looks like a pile of Piek. <laughs> Modern Family. This is the first seven seasons that have been added to the UK Netflix this week. Well worth a watch. Sistery. <laughs> you're lacking confidence now in this. Uh, the Last Dance. Again, we reviewed that last week, episode 7, but the Episodes continue to be released week on week. Trizzy? Afterlife. We didn't rate it, but we reviewed it in episode six. See how much we slate it there. Oh, new news like that. There's going to be season three. Ricky Gervais has been offered £5 million or something. He's retweeting, but that's the wrong part. Doa. RuPaul's Drag Race. He's made it twice again for however many weeks. Yedin. Dead to Me. So season two just came out, as we mentioned at the start. Um, it's a show that we didn't rate and didn't think would be good. Maybe we were wrong. It's about grieving women who bond during the therapy. And I think I think much hilarity ensues after that. There you go. It's also, I say, this is the first week that Tiger King's not been in the chart. Yeah, I think you're right in however many weeks. Yeah, it's, it's the last dance. Michael Jordan has taken over Carl Baskin and Joe Exotic. No, he can never do that, even Michael Jordan. I don't. I I think that Michael Jordan might hate people more than Joe Exotic hates Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I've missed in the last couple of episodes, but are you not caught up? No, I'm not caught up. Uh, he hates just, everybody. Yeah, just each week it's him savaging people, just being like, <laughs> I hated them, and they're not getting to play in the team more. Just, yeah, I, I suppose he does hate the 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 ownership and the management. He hates, and he, hates um, he hates some guy from the Detroit Pistons. Can't remember his name. Oh yeah, what, yeah. And then he was this week. He was hating some Croatian uh, basketball player. He just hates it. He just hates a lot of people. Oh, sorry, I'm caught up with all that. Yeah, it was, but that was <laughs> ill-placed hatred, wasn't it? It was in the Olympics that he was hating him because of some situation. Yeah. But 
now he doesn't actually hate them because they played together. Is that right? Yeah, they did. I think so. I think they they bonded, and he hates aliens who took over the Looney Tunes land as well. So <laughs> a lot of hate that man. Good on Michael Jordan, and that's the chart. So our film of the week was a new surprise documentary that was announced last week, Becoming, which is about Michelle Obama's life and, and specifically tied into the book tour that she did around her autobiography of the of the same name. The the documentary sort of shows various clips from the tour that she did where she was interviewed by various stars about different aspects of her life and also shows some sort of homemade videos and, and clips where you go behind the scenes and meet the family and the people of her life. Um, what did you make of it, Tom? Yeah, I thought it was an interesting look into Michelle Obama's life. Um, as you say, she sort of, you go back to her family home at one point and see around what that was like. Um, hear a bit about her dad, who's passed away since. Uh, her brother's got a great name. Her brother's got a great name. He's always there having a bit of banter about her belt and various other things. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, see how she reacts with you know the staff and the public. It's quite interesting. Yeah. She's quite good at you know monotonous book tours, seemingly unless she does it for the camera, being really animated and excited about every single person. Not sure how she manages yeah. that. Yeah, which just to clarify, her brother's name is Craig, just to make that clear. Or, or Craig, it's actually Craig. Craig, Craig yeah. Um, and I also enjoyed that you obviously get a bit of a bit of Barack at one point. He has a, has a small yeah, cameo. Yeah, he makes a brief appearance. And yes, as it is, Michelle Obama, clearly she's loved by millions of people and shows how popular that she is, that she can basically do a stadium tour from off the, the back of a book launch. And she's a very engaging storyteller. I think Barack tells her that about the thing and again you see how good she is interacting with people and, and telling stories of her life and it is is good it does cover upon some of the difficulties that she faced and um, sort of the sexism and racism and different things that she had to face when very much being in the public eye as Barack's wife both before during the campaign and obviously in life in the White House and um, say so she is you can see why she's such a likable person she has achieve great things in their life on their own right and uh, it's certainly an enjoyable documentary to, to learn a bit more about them yeah i think oh. i think it was also the first time that the, her daughters have been interviewed in some form or fashion oh, all right i didn't know that so yeah, there I we believe, go i believe so so you get a short snippet of that as well um what would you what would you rate it out of five i think i'd give it three and a half to dooms i think it is an enjoyable documentary i think I don't. I've not read the book, so I don't know what it'd be like if you read the book. Whether it would shed any more light, but I think you know certainly if you like Michelle Obama or have any interest in sort of American politics and and life in the spotlight, it's it's a good watch. What about yourself? Yeah, that's what I've written down as well. Three and a half to Dooms. Um, interesting documentary. I wasn't mind blown by it, but it was good to see. You know, however, if it was Barack, I probably would have given it five to Dooms. You love Barack. Everyone loves Barack. Okay, so it's the time of the show where we find out what our parents have been watching this week. The well-known as the favourite part for listeners uh, of our podcast. Let's get our apps out and see what we've been watching. Talking of people stealing other people's accounts. Yeah, thankfully my parents haven't made it a joint account between 
<laughs> me and them. Um, looking at mine, Desert Need to Survive was the show of the minute, or one of only two shows I've ever watched on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you'll right, as you'll remember, everyone, they were on season two, episode seven. Craig, what would your guess be on number of episodes watched this week? Oh, I imagine in lockdown they're probably firing through three a night. Probably, you know, watched you know fifteen to twenty more episodes. <laughs> well, you'd be wrong. They've made um, it to season two, episode eight. That's one episode in the bag. I think they're just busy, busy with various video calls, um, quizzes, online drink sessions. I think they're just busy emulating the crown in a very regal fashion. Yeah, lot of social engagement. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what about your parents? Are they still watching Breaking Bad? They are still watching Breaking Bad. They watched a few more episodes. I've not actually caught up with them um, to find out their thoughts, but uh, I'm sure you'll all be delighted to know next week. But they're kind of halfway through season three, so they're making good progress there. It does look like they've given up on the trial. I think the Italian language was probably a bit too difficult for them to uh, to follow. So just Breaking Bad this week and repeats of Rumpel of the Bailey on ITV4. <laughs> Good old Rumpel. So our documentary series this week is Restaurants on the Edge, um, which the second series was released on Friday. It's a Gordon Ramsay sort of restaurant improvement type show, um, which stars a team of three experts travelling the world to fix up restaurants. And sort of the unique twist on the show is that they all have a view that seems to be very sort of a very loose definition, considering the first episode is in the middle of a city that doesn't seem to have any view in, in Ljubljana and Slovenia. <laughs> the city itself looks nice, but the restaurant does not have a view. Um, the three experts are Karen Bone, who is apparently an interior designer from YouTube, Nick Liberato, a restaurateur, and Dennis Prescott, a Canadian chef. What did you make of it, Tom? Um, I I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's very very easy watching style TV. Uh, yeah, each episode you sort of get a glimpse at a different country, culture, food, from sort of a Finnish forest and eating a mouse out of a pan to an Arizona desert where the chef's off eating a scorpion in some sand dunes somewhere. Uh, if you like interior design and, and want a sort of feel-good factor show when they inevitably are delighted with the transformation to their restaurant, uh, this is just solid background watching for, for lockdown. And I think also it gives you a glimpse into different parts of the world when at a time when you're not able to travel, it's, it's some light relief from the whole situation. I bloody enjoyed it. What did you think, yeah. Greg? Yeah, I, I only watched two episodes. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I mean, there's certainly a lot more positive than Gordon Ramsay. You know, there's no brutal takedowns. It's kind of more like a tourism video for each region. I just felt the show was quite very sort of Instagram, youtube with all these kind of swooping panoramas and sort of meaningless inspirational quotes about, you know, connecting with community. And just, yeah, it did look like something, even all this sort of head. So the tags for each bit as they went from each different scene looked like it was kind of something straight out of Instagram. And I mean, in the, the second episode, they were making wine through music or something. I, I just, um, 
you'd probably tell I'm not the most positive person at this kind of show. Um, I think I prefer Gordon Ramsay just eviscerating some <laughs> poor family who spent their whole life savings on a restaurant. Shouting I think at I, some other chef in the kitchen. Yeah, I think that's much more enjoyable. And, and in terms of the improvement aspect, it, it, as I say, it's more of a tourism video. They do sort of do up the restaurant and have a meal at the end, but you don't actually see if there's any improvement to the restaurant or the business in any sense. It's, I think it's, it's, it's more just kind of a glorified tourism that's, video, I think. That's true. I suppose I suppose it's the same, though, with Gordon Ramsay and his kitchen nightmares. Oh, they, they, go, they go back after the fact. It would be nice if they do another season when they go back to some of these places. Oh, yeah. See. I'm sure Gordon Ramsay's, at least there, they show you one night where it's supposedly working well. I know that it's unlikely that... Um, that uh, Gordon Ramsay is making any long-lasting improvements to these places, but um, I think at least there is some semblance in Gordon Ramsay that he is trying to improve the restaurant rather than just try and flog holidays um, <laughs> to people who, who want to be on Instagram. So, as I say, for once, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched two episodes, and, and that was enough for me. Shocking. Uh, I know. I think I'll, I'll be fired. You'll, you'll have to get <laughs> get someone else for next week. But um, it was... Um, I get what you mean. It's it's an easy watch. It's enjoyable enough to put on in the background, but I, I, the positivity was a bit too much for me. It's great. It's uplifting. These people are struggling in their lives. Their business is crumbling and falling apart in this old, worn-out restaurant. These people swoop in. They bring culture, enthusiasm. I don't understand. Colors. But why do these Canadians or Americans have to bring the culture? Surely the people in the the Slovenian restaurant owners are well, that is a comment in review I, I read that I've, I've not watched the first season but apparently the first season they go to Hong Kong and the chef says essentially says your food isn't Asian enough and you need to make this more Asian and and the, the critic was obviously disproving of that but yeah, uh, yeah I yeah, think that's the whole a... thing it's you're going into restaurants and sometimes the food's a bit boring and bland and they're basically saying you need to get into your roots and your local culture um so yeah i get that negative that outlook yeah. on that part but... what would you give it i'd give it a solid four out of five really enjoyed it i'll even go back and watch season one i enjoyed it that much that's high praise indeed i'll give it two didums again <laughs> this, this wasn't for me it's not been my week So unfortunately, this week we don't have a guest. Uh, oh, you're ev- joking. Everyone's just really busy, I think. Lockdown's just such a busy time for everyone. Yeah, lots of good excuses, lots of quizzing going on. <laughs> other um, quizzes. Other quizzes, yeah. I think because of that, we need to give the people what they want and give them a quiz anyway. Okay, so what I have done is I've created some anagrams that you can do and, and get in touch with us at the usual social media methods. So we've got our Twitter page, which is at what to watch on, our Instagram page, which is at what do you want to watch on Netflix, um, or you can just message us um, if you know us personally, which most of the listeners of this podcast do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the anagrams, there's four of them. So the first one is Barcelona Weeknights. That's Barcelona Weeknights. Shall I tell them how many sort of words are in the title, Tom? Did that give them, or is that too many clues? Um, no, I think give them the number of words, probably. Okay, so this is a four-worded title. 
and it's from Barcelona Weeknights. The next show is also a four-worded title, and it is anagram is Anteaters Ground Sheet. That's Anteaters Ground Sheet for four words. The next one is a two-word title, and it is Ginger Kit. Two words, Ginger Kit. And the last one, if you'd like to get in touch, is a again a four-worded title, and it's Ireland Undistilled. So there's our anagrams. We've got Barcelona Weeknights, Anteaters Ground Sheet, Ginger Kit, and Ireland Undistilled. So if, we'll, we'll be tweeting them or and Instagram them out as well. So. Um, if you need reminded of them at any point during the week. Excellent stuff. Well, I'll get to work on those as well. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, so, well, you know, know where to get us on social media if you have any questions for next week. But next week's actually going to be the end of this season. We've, we're coming to the end of the first season of the podcast. The sad gonna... but exciting times. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a big special to celebrate. Get some big guests and quizzes and everything else. Yeah, let's let's hit up Richard Osmond. See if we can finally, you know, now we've got really got some traction going. Maybe he'll come on the show. Maybe. <laughs> we'll get some big celebrity guests. We'll maybe look back at some shows that we've really enjoyed um, through Netflix. I don't know what parameters we'll set on that, but yeah, we'll we'll just leave it very open. <laughs> very open and we'll pick whatever we want for next week but that's that's it for the podcast this week um, as the government are now saying stay alert keep an eye out for any whizzing viruses that are coming by <laughs> um, and yeah probably just try to keep staying inside whatever happens tonight yeah if you see the um, if you see any whizzing virus do try and control the virus i think that's the next step in the advice you've got to Stay alert and control the virus. Put it in a jar or something. Just don't put it in your mouth. Yeah, if you yeah, <laughs> keep it away. Yeah, chuck it in the bin. Chuck, chuck it in the bin. Chuck the virus in the bin. Um, and on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye, Craig. Bye. Bye. <laughs>